everybody and welcome to a penny for your thoughts i'm jim turpin we have an open line up until 11 o'clock this morning if you'd like to be on 3569397 is your phone line the text line here is 3515357 we got a lot of things to talk about today including the the signing of the uh, school or we haven't signed it yet but the uh, passing of the school funding bill that's the big story we've got a lot of other things as well I want to start out the, this morning and talking to a uh, to a good friend and uh, one of the uh, the people that I've been talking about uh, his uh, company for a long, long time, more than uh, ten years now. They're in their thirty first uh, year in uh, business. It's Woods Basement Systems, and uh, Dave Thompson is here in the studio for just a couple of minutes. Uh, he's here to do some uh, recording work and uh, work with our salespeople. We're so uh, appreciative of the uh, the good uh, sponsorship from uh, these folks, and uh, I know they do a good job, and I assume we're doing a good job for you, uh, Dave. You certainly you are. keep doing it. That's right. Thanks, Jim, <laughs> for having us in. Uh, i got a couple of questions uh, for you. First of all, this one's going to come uh, right from left field. You're saying, is this the first question? How can this be the first question? But what on earth is a crawl space encapsulation? I can barely say that. <laughs> yeah, much, I understand. Much less exp- uh, explain we, what it is. Like 10 years ago, we were on the cutting edge of all the problems that were going on in crawl spaces. And, um, I mean, it was, it was something revolutionary of encapsulating and sealing off entirely the outside elements from the crawl space. Because if it's in your crawl space, it's really coming up and into your home. So when we encapsulate, we're talking about stopping all outside penetrations of air, uh, things evaporating out of the soils, and getting up into your house. Because dirt likes mold, mold grows with moisture. Let's stop it from getting even into the crawl space, and therefore it's not in your house. Tell me about Woods uh, Basement Systems. This is the company that, uh, as I said, is uh, you just had a birthday, didn't you? It was an anniversary, yes. Birthday anniversary, yeah. On, the, on, on Monday, the 28th, is our anniversary date. 31 years of helping homeowners taking care of problems, uh, building up the, uh, restoring the value of their homes because the problems go away. So it's, it's been an exciting 18 years for me with the company and helping uh, put smiles back on the homeowner's face. Who, uh, who are the uh, Woods uh, people? Rick and Anna Lee, um, they're from up this way, actually, Astoria, and um, started a business because we're part of a dealer network, and they moved into an area that there wasn't a dealer at the time, so it's down uh, southern Illinois, uh, Collinsville. And we cover the territory central and southern Illinois and into St. Louis even. And our exclusive patented products, I was just amazed. I was telling you earlier, I knew the, the Woods family before I came to work for them. And uh, I was just amazed on the products that work so well in those crawl spaces, waterproofing the basements, stabilizing foundations and those bowling walls. And the main thing about Rick's motto is if you help enough people, if you help them and make them happy, 
they'll tell their friends and we'll be growing and growing and it's been a it's been a real blessing uh, not only for the homeowners but in my family and the and all the people we hire at woods i mean we're over 150 people now working for us so it's just it's truly been an exciting time there 150 people yes sir about, about 154 now 156 and we need a few more because <laughs> we're growing so i was uh, just uh thinking about uh, this uh, a little while ago uh People with uh, water in their basements is uh, is one thing. You uh, you know, if if you're around here, you can eventually get it uh, get it fixed. Uh, what what's going on in Houston? I mean, oh, with regard those poor folks, yeah. Are, are there many uh, people in uh, Houston with uh, basements? I read someplace uh, the other day where it's mostly uh, slabs. That's that correct. There. Yeah, but, the clays in the soil are, are kind of tricky down there, so, so they don't do a lot of You can't have a crawl space. Or well, they, some do. Some, some do will have a room addition, or they have like a safe room or a storm room that's a mm-hmm. crawl space, so we have to do some things down there to help those stay dry and mm-hmm. safe if you have to dive in there if a, a tornado coming through. Um, but um, most of it's slabs down there, so we have some structural repairs, some things we do with the, the foundations down there, and uh, so... Well, Unfortunately, when when uh, when you get fifty inches of rain, you're just uh, heading to high ground. Yeah, they've uh, just set a record, a United States record That's right. for uh, for most uh, most rain. It's uh, it's just kind of amazing. Well, uh, Dave, I, I want to thank you for uh, for uh, coming by this morning. I know you and uh, one of our uh, sales folks, uh, Larry Fredrickson, have some uh, work to do. So yes. I'm going to going to let you go. But it's uh, so good to uh, see you, and uh, the best of luck to your company and. Uh, we want to keep uh, telling people about it. Uh, a lot of people around here, uh, hopefully, a lot of people around here are uh, calling you. They are. They really are. And um, we could use some help in this area. So if anyone's interested in moving out of a sales job and having a career with our system design specialists, those are the guys that really care about fixing the problems at the home. They can go to woodsbasementsystems.com slash careers and check us out. And that uh, phone number to, uh, to call, and you can get uh, free estimates uh, at any time on uh, any number of problems that you might have. The number is 888-935-4333. Or there again, go to woodsbasementsystems.com to find out uh, more about this uh, company and how to uh, get in touch with them. Uh, good luck to you. Keep uh, keep things going. Jim, thanks for celebrating our birthday this week with us. Yeah, I'm a little late here, but hey, uh, well, try, I tried to get you earlier you did. in the week. But, you you uh, did. <laughs> <laughs> this is as soon as I could get here. Thanks, buddy. Thank you very much. Uh, Dave Thompson's his name. It's a 9-11. We'll take a quick break here, come back, and begin with our open line this morning. This is Penny for Your Thoughts. This is an open line the rest of the way up until 11 o'clock this morning. Three five six nine three nine seven. Text us at three five one five three five seven. Well, at last, uh, did you ever think of what happened? The school funding bill passed by bipartisan legislature, sent on to Governor Rauner, who says he will sign it uh, tomorrow. It's being called landmark education reform by some people. Jim Dye writes about the bill and says. The sausage is finally done. Meaning, I guess, that took a long time, took a lot of, uh, lot of mixing and uh, matching, and maybe we don't know exactly what's, uh, what's in it, but like uh, some sausage, uh, very good. And a very interesting story written by Tom Kasich this morning about the war chant. 
the war chant's origin. You know what it's about? It's uh, about powwow. Powwow is a little Indian boy who loved animals. This is uh, the <laughs> Tom has uh, researched this. Uh, this was on the Captain Kangaroo and et cetera, et cetera. And that was kind of the beginning. I don't want to talk much more about that because I'm going to have Tom on here after the 9.30 news to talk about it. But uh, war chant, you know, that's people getting uh, offended. And Tom says it's all about a little Indian boy. They called him powwow back in those days. You couldn't do that today, right? Couldn't call a a little uh, a little boy powwow. But uh, they did then. He loved animals. There's a little uh, song, a little poem. We'll ask Tom more about that a little bit later. Cybersecurity expert uh, targets the hate group supporters. The goal is to expose extremists and uh, disrupt their fundraising activities and their fundraising abilities. So as a Thumbing through the News Gazette this morning, I noticed uh, four stories right in a row uh, reported by Murray Shank. A child battery case, a sentence uh, for a holdup, residential burglary, and a prison term for firing a gun. Four stories right in a row this morning. These kinds of things going on all the time, it seems. On the national scene, a tropical storm Harvey takes aim at New Orleans. It's just 12 years after Hurricane Katrina. You know about Joel Osteen? Well, he's a, a television uh, preacher. He addresses the outcry of his refusal to use his church for evacuees during Harvey. He says the Lakewood Church is all about helping other people. I'll tell you what he had to say later on when we get to that story. And he evidently, uh, since that time, has opened up the church for evacuees. An ABC reporter was being slammed on social media for alerting police to looters. And the U.S. shoots down a ballistic missile just to... Prove that they can, this was the test, amid the recent North Korean provocations. And how about this one? U.S. Senator Dianne Feinstein stuns an audience in San Francisco by telling them that Donald Trump can be a good president. Ed Bond shaking his head, yes, he uh, heard that story. Latest from Harvey, death toll rises to 18. More than 13,000 rescued in Houston. And a new rainfall has been set in the for the continental United States. It's in Cedar Bayou, Texas, down in that area. 51.88 inches of rain. 51.88 inches. 
And speaking of rain, the rain sends the United States open the tennis inside yesterday. Almost all the outside matches were postponed until today, where they're added to the today's already scheduled matches. So that'll be a lot of them going on, and let's hope it isn't raining now. They did play inside for a few matches, including one by Roger Federer, who played uh, the upcoming young American, Francis uh, TFO, and uh, Federer won, but it wasn't easy. Five sets he had to go. It lasted a real long time, and like a uh, silly tennis fan, I stayed up and watched it. It happened last night, and it just kept going and going and going. First one, then the other. But uh, this... uh, this young guy, we're we're looking for a good. You know, you notice most of the uh, the good uh, tennis players for some place other than the United States. Uh, talking about on the men's side now, and this uh, young man, his name is uh, TFO, is uh, a pretty good player, and he is a nice young American guy. So let's uh, wish him the very best of luck. And Mike in Champaign says, Good morning, Jim. Can a farmer please call me? I am confused. I went to Walmart. Milk was 88 cents a gallon. Eggs, 44 cents a dozen. Milk is usually under $1.50 most of the time. Eggs under a dollar. But how can milk and eggs be produced for this cost? Either farmers are losing money or the government is paying them. If the government is paying the farmers, we are nearly all in a so-called welfare program. I think milk ought to be around $3 a gallon, eggs about $1.50. Farmers need to make money, and the taxpayers need a break also. I uh, have not bought any uh, milk or eggs lately, so I don't know the, the prices of them, but the Eighty-eight cents a gallon and uh, forty-four cents a dozen. It's nine twenty-two, seventy-one degrees. Who's going to kick this off uh, for us this morning? Who's uh, going to be first after we take our first break? And almost uh, time for uh, Monday morning quarterbacks. We will start that uh, this uh, this coming uh, Monday, even though it is. Labor Day. We go to Rick. Hello, Rick. Hi, Jim. Uh, I was uh, listening to you talking about the price of milk and eggs, and I think it was two days ago I was out at uh, Aldi on uh, uh, just off North Prospect, and a gallon of milk was 58 cents. Wow. What's going on? Well, I've never seen it that low, and so I, I asked after I went through the checkout lane, I asked to to just speak briefly with uh, the the store manager, very nice guy, and I said, I've never seen the price of a uh, gallon of milk that low at 58 cents, maybe, maybe back in the 1950s or something. And uh, he just shook his head and smiled, and he said, that's what we were told that it's to be sold for. And I said, well, I've I've heard of the term, term lost leader, where grocery stores... You know, uh, price certain things, uh, 
at or below cost to get you know to draw people in the door uh and i and I, you know i said but this is really wild and and uh, he he laughed but he just uh, uh shook his head and smiled and he said that's what the current price is so unbelievable I wonder if it's the Amazon Whole Foods uh, deal. You know, they just bought uh, Whole Foods and uh, and cut uh, all the prices about in half. And uh, or you know, it's kind of maybe uh, it's uh, at this point it's, uh, it's kind of a price war or something. Walmart's got one price, Whole Foods has got another price, and now Aldi, you tell me, has another price. I don't know. We'll try to find out more as we go along, but. Uh, Sometimes the local managers, uh, just like the one that uh, Rick talked to, uh, what they can say is, this is what they told us the price is going to be. And so there, that's about all they can tell you. Alan is next. Hello, Alan. Morning, Jim. Uh, I usually don't go to Mathine to shop. Uh, I usually stay around after that most of the time, but I ended up going to Mathine a couple weeks ago with a friend. We went into Walmart. Their milk is 60 cents a gallon. 38 cents a half gallon, and then it's been that way there for more than a year. It, it, that part's not been recent. That's been that way for quite a while now. Oh, okay. And I was, boy, I was just shocked. I ended up getting a couple gallons myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's uh, sounds, that. sounds like the place to go to get your milk, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I didn't check eggs or anything like that, but. I, I, I wonder why that out. is. Uh, as uh, Rick was saying, sometimes you have a, the so-called lost leader that uh, you get people out there to buy uh, milk or whatever, and uh, once they get in the store, they buy other things. I think it's just to get them in the door. But, uh, this stuff comes from prayer, prayer farms down there at Albany, but I was also told that Walmart's getting ready to build a, their own dairy distribution, you know, I don't, what I want to say is where they manufacture enough. They're getting ready to build their own, so I don't know what's going to happen after that. Yeah, very interesting. Thank you, Alan. And uh, this uh, text this morning, uh, good morning, Jim. If the marching Illini can't perform the war chant, I hope our fans can do it in unison. U of I board can't uh, stop the crowd from performing the war chant. Well, that's exactly right. You can do anything within reason. Dress however you'd like uh, within reason. That's why the the chief can make uh, appearances, as he has done at various athletic uh, contests the past few years. Just kind of uh, show up. And some people say, well, how can he do that? I thought the chief was banned. Well, the chief cannot uh, perform. He is not uh, endorsed, certainly, by the university for his appearances. But you buy your ticket, dress however you want to, within reason. So that's uh, that's the way it goes. I don't know what's uh, going to happen with regard to the uh, the chant. But uh, this is a very interesting story that Tom Kasich has in the paper this morning. I'm going to talk to him about it uh, after the uh, news. And the Mike says, Just got back from Alaska. One of our guides said in Skagway that a barge comes once a week with food. And if you don't buy your groceries the first two or three days, 
a gallon of milk will cost 7 to $9. Wow, how about that? Well, the, uh, the headline in the paper today and the headline in the uh, Chicago Tribune today and every place is all about school funding. School funding plan sent to Rauner. State Senate advances the landmark overhaul of education and uh, formula. Democrats and Republicans in the Illinois Senate came together Tuesday to approve legislation revamping how state money is distributed to local schools, ensuring more of the state's education funding is steered toward the poorer districts. 931, uh, Michael Kaiser has the news headlines. Back after that with uh, a conversation with uh, Tom Kasich and more open line up until 11. Here's Michael. We're back on uh, Pending Your Thoughts. I'm Jim Turpin. We're at 356-9397. Our text line is 351-5357. Joining us uh, on the phone from the News Gazette is uh, Tom Kasich. Uh, good morning, Tom. This is uh, Captain Kangaroo calling. Good morning. I'm, I can be Mr. Green Jeans. Mr. Green, that'd be good. You remember that? I do remember that, but I, <laughs> I must uh, tell you that uh, I am uh, amazed at somebody that can remember lyrics to uh, to poems or uh, songs or whatever that many years. You say you you know this uh, powwow, uh, the Indian boy. Uh, yeah, it, by isn't it heart? amazing the stupid stuff that gets stuck in your head? Okay, so, so here's another one. This is the kind of junk that's that's in my brain, the the lyrics to Powwow the Indian Boy and the lyrics to the DeSoto automobile commercials in the 1950s. <laughs> <laughs> How about this one, Mister District Attorney, Champion of the People, Defender of Truth, Guardian of our fundamental rights to right, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Vic uh, Lynn Doyle is featured as. Uh, as the captain, uh, Vicky Bola as Miss Miller. <laughs> Don't know that. That's, that's you know, that was a big show. You know, the Captain Kangaroo uh, oh. was a biggie, and uh, that was Mister District Attorney, Champion of the People. So is that a radio or a TV show? That's a radio show. Okay, I miss that stuff. <laughs> well, let's talk a little uh, more seriously about it. this. Uh, Powwow, the Indian boy was. Uh, you talk about it your, yourself and uh, tell me. Uh, why you remember this and what it was about. And uh, did this happen at about the same time? Or, or when did the uh, when did the band start playing a uh, the yeah. so-called war chant? The TV, sh- the, the uh, Power of the Indian Boy, from what I've read now, actually started on a New York TV station in the late 40s. And then Captain Kangaroo picked it up for a few, for several episodes it was very primitive uh, cartooning illustration, uh, and it was just about this little Indian boy, probably seven or eight years old, and how he befriended all these animals in the woods and you know treated them. And there was a medicine man in there, and you know who dis- dispensed wisdom. So uh, I think this probably ended in around fifty-eight or fifty-nine, and so. 
the band, as I understand it, and I remember this, I remember the band starting to play this uh, in, the, in the 70s or 80s, but the, as I understand it, and I, and I haven't been able to talk to Gary Smith because he was the band director at the time, and I, I made several calls to him yesterday, never got a hold of him, but it was told to me that, that Gary Smith, you know, heard this, uh, kids in the band started playing it, and they picked it up, and they, you know, they started, it was first just kind of uh, basic, and then they added horns and the drum beats, and it became this, you know, this, uh, this, I don't, know, I don't call to arms or whatever, uh, this interesting, uh, mu- music that they played at critical times in a basketball or football game. Yeah, meant to, uh, fire up the fans. Yeah, but, yeah. And, uh, you suggest that if, we can't have uh, that one. How about the Mighty Mouse theme? Oh, or- I, I think Mighty Mouse is just awesome. It, it's only seven notes, seven or eight notes, and it's. Do you remember? Do you remember this one, yes. Jim? Go ahead. Let me hear. He, the notes. he would. He would say, "Here I come to save the day." So you just had those notes, and you could you could have the horns playing that, and you would play it like if if some guy was some guy just scored a touchdown and put the Illini ahead or. Uh, there was going to be this big play that you know was third and four from the goal line or something. Uh, you know, here I come to save the day, and you just <laughs> play that. And, and I've, I've gotten a couple others from other people since the column appeared this morning. Oh yeah, well, you you had uh, Bonanza and uh, Gunsmoke both yeah. in there. Yeah, somebody else suggested Rawhide. Yeah. That's that might be too long. And um, see the USA and your Chevrolet. I mean, there's 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 ways to shorten that, I suppose. Hopefully, we'll get some more and put these together and for a little package and uh, of suggestions for the band to play <laughs> at crucial points in a game. And let's uh, who who could be offended about uh, Powell, the little Indian boy that loved all the animals? But you know what? Uh, we would not be able to even call a little Indian boy powwow now. Even if uh, if it was just in a in a song or something, it, no, it, probably not. No, 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 no powwow now. <laughs> <laughs> probably, maybe no Captain Kangaroo. Somebody probably offended by that name, <laughs> Kangaroo. My goodness. Oh, I don't know. He was pretty innocent, I, yeah, he, from he, what I remember, anyway. Well, uh, I sure enjoyed. Uh, I'm going to read this, uh, or you want to say this poem? Let me hear you say this poem, Pow Wow oh, the Indian oh, Boy. Oh, man, I don't have it in front of me right now, but I remember, Pow Wow the Indian Boy loved all the animals and the woods. Pow Wow the Indian Boy <laughs> loved all the animals and the woods the again. Pow Wow was a friend to all that. Animals, now I don't have it in front of all me. All the animals in the woods. If he would, if they would ever get in trouble, he would help them if he could. Um <laughs> If Powwow couldn't, I, of course, I got it in front of me. If Powwow couldn't help them, he would go to the medicine man. Yeah, and he and would tell them tell them the stories of how it all began. Yeah, and, and you, you know, if you or if you're online, you could click on that uh, link, and we'll have the music for you. Uh, Nico Dugan set that up last night, so uh, that was pretty neat of him to tr- to uh, find that the uh, the actual music. With the, with the lyrics. Listen to this. This is what Ed Bond just found. Here I come to save the day. There you go. That means that mighty mouth is on the way. Yes, sir, when there is a wrong to it's right, right. <laughs> mighty mouth will join the fight. 
Yeah, you don't have to play all that. Just those first eight or nine notes, man, that would fire up the crowd, at least the crowd of uh, people 65 and older. <laughs> I don't know. There's probably some uh, some uh, group out there that would uh, not want you to make fun of a, of a mouse. Of Mighty Mouse. Of Mighty Mouse, well, yeah. Andy Kaufman. Do you remember Andy Kaufman, the comedian? Oh, yeah. He used to uh, – he, he would perform as a wrestler – and he, as he was introduced, he would <laughs> sing, he would mouth those lyrics to Mighty Mouse. <laughs> so, Oh, my. Hey, on, well, a, on a serious note, uh, whether it's uh, uh, Jim Dye's, uh, the headline in his editorial this morning is, Sausage is Finally Done. Uh, that's a, maybe that's a good way to put it, but at least we got the, we got the uh, school funding uh, package uh, over to the governor. Yeah, that's a huge... A huge advance. Uh, Andy Menard has been working on this for eight or nine years, and Jason Berrickman as well. And, and uh, I, I can't explain why things have suddenly clicked in Springfield and things are getting done. But let's keep it going. You know, Now let's work on some of these reforms that the governor wants and that the Dems say they are amenable to. And, uh, you know, I don't know what's taken two and a half, why it's taken two and a half years to do this, but... Uh, you know, let's keep it going. Uh, Carol Ammons uh, voted a present on these uh, school funding plans. There was some couple things in there she didn't like. I, I was thinking to myself, well, if everyone in uh, that room uh, uh, voted present because they had some things in there they didn't like, they wouldn't have any votes. That's right. Yeah, it was it was a, a pretty good compromise. Uh, the Dems got most of what, what they wanted, especially the Chicago Dems, the downstaters. It wasn't quite as good a deal. But, man, uh, you know, the Chicago, uh, this is going to be tough on citizens of Chicago. They're, they're going to they're gonna get hit with a big property tax increase of this. And there are arguments that, you know, th that's deserved that they don't pay as much as we do downstate. But it's uh, it's going to cost them. But they're going to get a lot of money out of this, a lot more than – the original Senate Bill 1. So I can't explain why the governor signed off on this one. Uh, that actually gives Chicago schools more money than they were going to get a month ago. But it happened, and uh, onward. Onward we, uh, we go. Uh, here's yeah. a, we're going to take one uh, call for you, uh, Tom, and then we'll let you go. Okay. Uh, Bill, you have a question or a comment for uh, Tom? Hey, uh, good morning there, Tom. Good morning. Uh, as a as a huge fan of uh, Captain Kangaroo, and I grew up watching Captain Kangaroo, I I don't remember ever seeing uh, Pow Wow the Indian Boy cartoon, but I did find the link this morning that you uh, had with it, and and just to set the record straight, uh, in the beginning of the cartoon, Pow Wow the Indian Boy he was chasing the little critters around the forest with a bow and arrow, so you know. Um, he may have been a friend of the animals, but just so to let the record show that at the beginning, he was chasing them, and um, of course his breech cloth keeps falling off of him, you know, he winds up naked about half the time, so uh, just so everybody out there knows. I thought maybe uh, he was uh, just uh, protecting them. He had the bow and arrow out in case somebody else was coming to do yeah, something to him. He was I, I hope that... Yeah, 
well, you might want to watch the cartoon, Tom. Maybe it's been a long time since you've seen it. But, uh, it, it has been. <laughs> I'll have to watch. <laughs> yeah, you might want to take a look before you get all behind Powwow Boys. <laughs> thank you, Bill. Appreciate it. And uh, thank you, to, uh, Tom Kasich. Uh, very, uh, very interesting and uh, and a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know what's uh, going to happen. I'm I'm more inclined to think that uh, the band is not going to play anything uh, different. Uh, I mean, they're not going to they're not going to play the uh, the war chant, but they're going to be a whole lot of students that uh, somehow raise their voices into the war chant when the time comes. What do you, What do you want to bet on that? I don't know. It's it's hard to do. Uh, I know. It's just a drum beat, but yeah. and there's no lyrics, but mm. yeah, boom, boom, I mean, boom. yeah. yeah. We'll I don't, see. I don't we'll know. See. That's uh, that's what they've uh, that's what they've uh, done with uh, the chief, of course. When the chief disappeared, right. uh, they, they all act out the part. Right. So, right. So we'll see. But uh, a lot of fun this morning. Uh, thank you, Tom. Appreciate your okay, time. Okay, Jim. Keep up the good, good work. Good talking to you. All right. See you. Bye bye. Nine forty-seven. It's seventy-two degrees here at the radio center. He writes the song, which is about as authentic as a 1950s television western filmed in the studio, was written by Monty Kelly, a prolific Oakland, California-born composer who also wrote for albums, movies, and other television shows. And he's got the link there where you can, uh, if you want to learn more about it or see it, the war chant uh, drum beat first was used by the Marching Illini in the 1970s, which would have placed it at about the time of the baby boomers who watched Captain Kangaroo and later on other children television programs broadcast in Chicago and St. Louis. Surely there is another old TV show or cartoon theme song that the band can use to fire up fans when it's first and goal from the three-yard line. How about the old Mickey Mouse theme that you just heard that Ed found? Or the openings uh, from Bonanza or Gunsmoke? Send your suggestions and we'll compile a list sure to give you goosebumps. And we go to Greg. Hello, Greg. Hello, Jim. I what? enjoyed uh, listening to your guest uh, with this thing going off the U of I. If they can... Uh find stuff that, you know, happened where this song came from 60-some years ago. But uh, these are the same people who are complaining at the U of I that let the uh, school spend $50 million on a failed uh, Illinois, what they call it, uh, worldwide, I can't remember the name of it. There's going to be a website for... uh, where people could take classes at the U of I. They spent $50 oh, yeah. million. Oh, yeah. Dollars. yeah, okay. Yeah. They spent $50 million on that and never got off the ground. Online, you're talking about. Online. Yeah. Illinois World or Illinois One, whatever it was called. Right. Mm-hmm. I think a good story that uh, the News Gazette could do was research into that is where all this money went. Where the money million went. Dollars. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of dough. Yeah. What do you and think? Uh, what do you think of all the uh, the war chant stuff? Is that just the uh, the latest uh, move uh, headed on toward the the three and one and? Uh... Oh yeah, eventually it'll go, <laughs> and then eventually when the uh, radicals over there, the anarchists, get tired of hearing about Memorial Stadium, they'll go there and sandblast all the names off the columns. 
you know, there's no stopping these people. You know, the veterans' names over at the no, oh, yeah, on the, the Memorial uh, Stadium, right up on the pillars. You know, th- this is so offensive to these people. Do you advise? Probably only a handful of them that never go to the games. But those are the same people that are stand there and fawn all over Bill Ayers when he comes down here to spew his hate. And James Kilgore, who probably should have been in jail. He was in jail. He ought to still be in jail. Ayers ought to be in there, too. You know, it just depends on who these people want to want to get behind them. And if you, if you challenge any of them, immediately, like with this uh, chancellor, I was reading in the News Gazette in their... In their uh, comment section on some of those things now it's racial against this uh, this chancellor well people don't realize that's probably why he was brought here to do that he had a history of that at albany where he was out there you know the uh, the one thing that uh that i remember along this line is the fact that that a christmas tree was taken down in one of the u of i uh, dining halls because a person, a, one person, said they uh, they were offended by that. Yeah, and the and the university caved immediately on that. Yeah, they took it down. You know, another thing: these uh, athletic association license plates that people used to used to have. I think it used to say "Fighting Illini" on those, and then the second go around, that offended somebody, so they got rid of that. And now I don't even know if those plates are still on people's cars. I I don't see a lot of them like I used to. Yeah, I know what you mean. The the, uh, the little hold, license plate holder. No, it's an actual Illinois specialty license plate. And it said "Fighting Illini" on it. It they used to say "Fighting Illini" yeah. on it. Now it just has a picture of the of the eye and uh, I think it says "AA" like for Athletic Association. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you, Greg. Appreciate your call as always. We go to uh, Jeff. Hello, Jeff. Hey, how you doing, Jim? I'm doing great. How about you, man? I'm doing all right. I'm vertical with a heartbeat. I'm doing good. Better to be uh, talked about than viewed, I was told the other day by Jim. Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, I can probably appreciate that, yeah. You know, it's one of the ways, I don't know what the three-in-one is, but one of the ways that these, well, everybody, not just students, but everybody could, could uh, come back at this board for what they're doing is they're wanting this $90 million building built for the sports. I don't know what it is. I've only heard about it once. Um, but they're wanting this building built. And from what I understand, they can't do it without some uh, some uh, a fair amount of donated funds. Just don't give them. Just don't give them any money. Or, or let it be a trade-off. You want this built? That's fine. But you're going to listen to us. And you're going to do what we want you to do. And, you know, speaking of that Christmas tree you were talking about, from what I understand, 80% of the American public claim to be Christian. And what kills me is that, you know, Christmas, Christmas is a Christian event. It's a Christian uh, 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 holiday. And what kills me is the people that say that they're being offended, the people that say that they don't want this about, they don't even celebrate it. It's just like another day to them. And yet we have to pacify them. But my primary my primary reason for calling was to just basically divert funds or or you know not give to the to the school for what they want what they're trying really hard to get so that 
we as the people that view these sports can get what we want as well. What, what we want are some uh, winning uh, teams, and uh, much of this, uh, I shouldn't say much, but uh, some of this uh, conversation would, uh, would not be held. We'd be talking about how uh, good the, the football team was and uh, how we look right. forward to the next game against uh, Nebraska or somebody. And uh, But uh, until that happens, uh, it's going to be a lot of uh, empty seats, I'm afraid. I appreciate yep. your call. Uh, thank you so much. We're about to hit the news here at uh, 10 o'clock, but uh, we have some other callers. Let's go to uh, Jim. Hello, Jim. Yes, Jim. I, I, uh, I'd like to say something about this school funding. Uh, first of all, I've had, uh, or my wife and I have five kids, and they've all went to public school from kindergarten all the way through college. So I, I, uh, I want to reiterate that I've, I'm, but I've got a very big problem with some of these educators that are crying the blues about the tax credits for the private schools. Now they have to remember that if they had to educate all these kids from the private schools, they would be overwhelmed with. I mean, they probably wouldn't have enough money now, even with this uh, new uh, t- uh, tax or school funding bill. And they've got to remember that families sending their kids to these private and, and uh, parochial schools are not exempt from taxes. They're still paying taxes to educate these kids that they're not getting any benefit out of. So this Don Owen, I think... Uh, He's crying the blues that this is going to take money away from the uh, uh, from the public schools. My golly, if these kids all were, I mean, if we didn't have these private and, and parochial schools, what would these educators do with, I mean, for instance, we had to fight. I didn't say, shouldn't say we because I'm not involved in it, but Rantoul or uh, St. Malachi's had to fight to get the kids to uh, let the kids ride the buses from like Thomas Burrow and Gifford and all that to St. Malachi School. Well, they finally got that. And I mean, you know, people were griping about that. So these people that's getting all this school funding and that and are worried about a tax credit, they better thank their, their uh, you know, thank God that they don't have to put up with all these other kids at St. Thomas More and St. Matthews, St. Malachi's up here and ran tool on that. So that's what I got. Okay, well, appreciate your call, sir. Thank you so much. We go to uh, George. Hi, George. Hello. Um, I'm not quite as old as you, but back in the days when Laugh-In was on, I don't know, uh, there was an episode. I was a small kid, but I remember they cracked a joke about, a, I don't know what ethnic group they were making a joke about, but they got in a lot of trouble. So the following week, they re- they did the joke again, but they used different ethnic groups. And, of course, they make fun of maybe an African-American. He'd come on the stage, and well, they changed it right away to maybe an Italian or a, a Polish person. Then they finally gave up and said, well, we'll make this joke about this midget Eskimo. You know, thinking they wouldn't they get by with it without offending anybody. Here, on the all of a sudden, this little midget Eskimo or not Eskimo, yeah, a little midget Eskimo came on the stage, and it just showed you that 
didn't matter what they did, somebody was going to complain. <laughs> <laughs> I remember laughing uh, very well. Uh, a good uh, friend of mine, Artie Johnson. Uh, you remember Artie Johnson? Uh, the one oh, yeah. that. Uh, yeah, I knew Artie uh, very well through uh, Larry Stewart, who was my uh, predecessor on uh, this program, and uh, spent some time with Artie on a couple of uh, occasions. And I thought he was uh, very funny with the the old man and uh, and the the gal on the, the bench with the uh, with the purse. You know, she would hit yeah, him hit yeah. him with it, and he and would. Was he uh, the guy that was a German too? Yes, he was a German. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd hide, hide behind those. Uh, Behind the bushes and kind of open them up and says, yeah, uh-huh. "This is very interesting," you know, those kind of yeah. things. Yeah, that yeah, was that- a that was a very unique show. Uh, as far as I uh, am concerned, I I don't. Maybe somebody could have point pointed out, but I don't think there's been another show like Laugh In uh, since then. No, I, I mean, can't with, remember. You know, all these opening doors and all these, uh, uh, you know, they have all these uh, guest stars and. Uh, and it was just a uh, just a lot of fun, and fun yeah, uh, fun uh, seems to have gone out of a comedy in in lots of places now. Hey George, yep. I got to hit the news here, but I'm glad you called. Thank you. We'll uh, break for the uh, CBS News, the top of the hour here, all about Harvey, I would imagine, and have an open line in the second hour on DWS in Champaign Urbana. Welcome back to hour number two of uh, Penny for Your Thoughts. I'm Jim Turpin. I'm taking your calls uh, today on an open line at 356-9397. The Castle Heating and the Cooling uh, text line is 351-5357. Jim Dye, uh, editorial today in the News Gazette. The headline is, Sausage is Finally Done. The effort to pass a new school funding formula aimed at boosting the poorest schools required a strong stomach. Just a couple of paragraphs. Both Democratic and Republican legislators in the Illinois House took turns Monday denouncing the state's new education finance funding formula legislation before collectively giving overwhelming approval to the method to the measure. Reluctantly, I will hold my nose and vote for the bill, said Republican State uh, Rep. uh, Stephen Reich of Harvard. With apocalyptic commentary buttressing theatrical and intellectually dishonest individual performances during the debate, House members put the finishing touches on a political drama that played out far too long and at too much cost for the public's patience. The House vote didn't end the matter. The Illinois Senate took up the issue Tuesday, giving its expected approval. From there, the bill goes to Governor Rauner for his promised uh, signature tomorrow. That done, the state, after 20 years of increasingly misshapen state education funding priorities, as a new evidence-based funding formula that aims to provide more equity to the allocation of state education dollars. The plan calls for sending more state dollars to lower-income districts and fewer state dollars to upper-income school districts. In fact, some of those uh, districts, uh, New Trier, for example, all those people up in that area have, uh, there's a lot of, uh, lot of money there and a lot of uh, property uh, taxes, 
And they'll be one of the uh, first, I would think, to uh, get together a referendum and uh, try to reduce their property taxes. We'll uh, have to wait and see, but uh, that's what uh, most people think, I believe. There's not many uh, downstate uh, districts, uh, like you just heard, uh, I'm talking about uh, Unit 4, that you know you have to go a long way before you get so you got getting too much money and uh, would cut personal property taxes. And uh, Scott says, it's not very often I agree with Don. However, this time I do. I also guarantee that if we stand up and fight back instead of just complaining, we will win back the fight song. Instead of just getting mad and complaining, let's try this. Let's go to the games and tailgate only. We need to not go into the stadium and stay outside and cheer on the team by watching TV and listening to the radio. We can at least be around one another and talk the game and have the fellowship. This is worth fighting for. It won't be as fun. It won't be easy. But sometimes fighting for what is right is hard. But if we stay out of the stadium and attendance is down, we can't help but win back the fight song. We may gain national attention in this and expose how, uh, rid, how rid, rid, this says ridicules. I mean, he probably means ridiculous. The people who make these decisions really are. I hate to not support the student athletes, but they too must understand that we won't stand for this. Go Illini, Scott. Well, you're certainly uh, entitled to your opinion, Scott, and uh, some other uh, people have uh, said that as well, but I don't think uh, that's that's going uh, to do it. I don't, uh, I don't think people are going to, uh, very many people, some people are not going to give it uh, the money that they've been giving and so forth. That same thing happened when we got rid of the chief, but uh, that didn't, uh, didn't help to the point where the chief was... Uh, Returned, of course, and that is uh, a problem with the NCAA, as we well know. It's a 1017. It's a 74 degrees here at the Radio Center. You know, as your children move from infancy to adulthood, there are countless rewards of parenthood. But what are the costs? Full-time, center-based child care alone is estimated at $11,000 uh, that's about uh, 900 and some dollars a month per child annually, exceeding the average annual costs of in-state college tuition. Busey Wealth Management provides tips to provide for your children and protect your finances. First of all, reassess your budget. Living expenses increase as you welcome a new child. Take into consideration savings for new long-term goals such as college savings. Review life insurance coverage. Life insurance is an effective way to protect your family from the unexpected by making sure that money will be available to your family for living expenses, mortgage payments, and even college for your children. Consider disability income insurance. If you become unable to work because of a disability, the insurance can pay a specific percentage of your income until you're back on your feet. Start building a college fund now. With the annual average cost of $20,000 plus, 
College can seem daunting. Save for your child's education today. But keep saving for retirement as well. Well intentioned parents put saving for retirement on hold while paying for their child's college education. Don't sacrifice your own financial well being. Save for both goals instead and prioritize retirement if you have limited funds. The experts at Busey encourage all generations to get back to the financial basics and budget. Busey has a wealth of financial resources, from financial calculators and podcasts to insights from our experts and more. Just visit the Resource Center on Busey.com. Busey Wealth Management's experienced team will help create a plan designed to achieve your goals. From saving for college to retirement and beyond. Visit any of Busey's convenient locations today or contact them at 1-800-67-BUSEY. Well, tomorrow on the show at 10 o'clock, we're going to have a Marion Wyatt and the Expression Singing Group come out and get us kind of fired up for the weekend and the kickoff of the football season. They usually come on Friday when we have our Illini Friday programs, but uh, there is a problem, but I guess there's no school on uh, Friday. So they need to come on a different date, and uh, I told uh, Marianne to come tomorrow as opposed to waiting another week and to come on Friday for our Illini Friday program, which will be on Friday at uh, 10 as well. So that's the... Uh, the plan for tomorrow, we'll open with uh, an open line, and we'll have a little uh, music. They'll sing some songs. Kids get all fired up, and uh, hope that uh, you will, too. I was uh, looking at the uh, letters to the editor. Mostly people complain. <laughs> There's very few people that write letters. This is called From Our Readers. I'm sure if you take the news gazette, you know what I'm talking about. But most people uh, do complain. Uh, I don't know when the last time was that I read a letter where people said, gee, things are going well. This is a great uh, country. Uh, people are are doing a lot of good things. Uh, but this is what the uh, the section of the paper is all about for people to uh, to give their opinions on things. And um, Ellen Nuss from Rural Rantoul writes, I don't know why people complain so much about this newspaper. Seriously, the laughs I get in the early a.m. set the tone for the day. We had a bicyclist complain about condition of his, in quotation marks, his roads, an employee of Parkland College whine about not being able to be her own boss, now we have a man from Champaign who spent nine hours getting home from Carbondale after the eclipse. Apparently no one did enough to get this man and his family home in a reasonable amount of time. From the Illinois Department of Transportation to the state and local police to McDonald's to each and every small town he drove through and the miles in between, he was thwarted in his quest to get home. Nuff said. Yeah, a couple of other people have uh, written about that, uh, too. Uh, 
This is uh, one from uh, Susan Burwell in Rural Camargo, who said, I would like to reply to the August 26th letter from Tony Samara and the hundreds of others who have complained about the traffic following the solar eclipse. You can't seriously think that you would join thousands of other folks in southern Illinois on August 21st to view the eclipse and not encounter traffic or have to wait in long lines on your way home. Really? You were not aware that uh, 200,000 people will be congregating in the Carbondale area? Illinois State Police were busy ensuring thousands of families returned home safely. Making sure your family had restroom breaks and Happy Meals was not their job. Poor planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on the state police's uh, part. You know, it's, it's the same thing on uh, on any uh, big, big uh, event. If you uh, go to, let's say, uh, where's some uh, Ohio State? If you go to Ohio State for a football game, people come there at different times. They come, some come early, some come late. They all uh, come there to assemble at one time. But when the game is over, people have to leave, and uh, they. <laughs> The crowd that you will see, and the traffic that uh, that uh, will be on the uh, the highways after those things, when everybody's trying to leave at once, it's even the same thing if you go to a, you know, to a concert someplace or, or whatever. And uh, Kenny Leonard of Lanesville, Indiana says, "I believe the University of Illinois is taking politically correctness over the top." What if I was to say the color orange is symbolic to prisoners? So the Illini team's wearing orange offends me. Is the Illini team supporting criminal actions? Of course not, but one can make an argument, I would assume. Tradition should not be forced to change simply because somebody claims to be offended. Everything we do as humans can be offensive to others in some way or another. Grow up. If you don't like seeing something, just don't look. 1025, a break here, Mr. Bond. We're coming right back. We're going to uh, break here in uh, just a moment for the uh, 1030 uh, news. And then after that, we'll have more open line up until 11. Bill says uh, Scott's plan is admirable, but has a major flaw. He's talking about uh, a text this morning from Scott who says... uh, that people should just uh, go tailgate and have a good uh, good time, listen to the game on the radio or watch on television, but not go into the stadium as uh, as uh, their way of uh, saying that they don't like uh, some of the political politically uh, correct uh, actions that have been taken. Uh, he says uh, Scott's plan is admirable, has a major flaw. The people pushing this PC agenda would like all the athletic teams to disappear completely. One professor wants to confiscate money from the Big Ten Network for increased salaries, even though the athletic department is separate. That's from a bill, and another bill in San Jose, California, said, Jim, you and Lauren keep giving the party line that there was nothing uh, that could have been done to keep the chief. Was any lawsuit ever filed by the university to keep the chief? I never heard of one. I don't know uh, why you 
say this is the party line uh, bill. Uh, what we're doing is telling you the facts. And the facts are, and I don't want to repeat this uh, every day of my life, but it's uh, the edict from the NCAA that got rid of the chief. If you don't care about post-season events, uh, hosting uh, them, um, like tournaments in volleyball or baseball or softball or whatever, or bowl games, those kinds of things. If you don't want Illinois to to be able to uh, host events or go to games like that, then then you should uh, continue to say, "Well, we want we want to file a lawsuit or we want to do something to uh, to get the chief back," because that's exactly what it was all about. If you want to say that's the party line, okay, but uh, that is. The fact. And it's uh, 1032, and Michael Kaiser has the news headlines. Back after that with more Open Line. This is Penny for your thoughts. I'm Jim Turpin. The phone line is open at 356-9397. You can uh, text us at uh, 351-5357. We've talked about a variety of uh, things today. Uh, Talked about the uh, school uh, funding bill. We had a conversation with uh, Tom Kasich about the war chants uh, origin, all about uh, Pow Wow, the Indian boy who loved animals. Talked about uh, Mary Shank's uh, four stories right in a row in this morning's paper. Uh, all kinds of different things. Child battery case, a sentence for a, a holdup, a residential burglary, a prison term for firing a gun, all kinds of uh, people getting in trouble. And on the national scene, we've talked about uh, st- uh, Tropical Storm Harvey taking aim now at the New Orleans 12 years after Hurricane uh, Katrina. And Joel uh, Osteen addressing uh, the Harvey outcry says that uh, Lakewood Church is all about helping people. He didn't let the uh, people in there uh, soon enough is what the people think. They, the church is now open for evacuees, but uh, he didn't do it soon enough, but he says that uh, was the plan all along, that when there was an overflow of uh, evacuees at other uh, centers, that the church would uh, open. That was the deal he had made with the uh, city. Uh, Joe is next. Hi, Joe. Yeah, hi, uh Jim, when the band uh, plays the drum beat when the team's coming under the field out of the tunnel, is that eliminated too? Uh, the drum line? I don't uh, think so. I mean, I've never heard anything about that. I haven't either. I just wonder. That sends out the same tone, though. It's uh, a warrior beat. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's a drum line. There are drum lines every place, and they all play uh, different uh, different ways, but uh, I have not heard anything about that. Yeah, okay. Thank you, Jim. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And another Joe. Good morning, Joe. Yes, good morning, Jim. Uh, first, I'd like to offer my condolences to the families of all the people who died yesterday because of President Trump's visit to Texas. Uh Concerning this, what 
you you don't well, remember do, Stan uh, called in yesterday and said all them people were going to die because President Trump was going to Oh, okay. Down. Well, you're being facetious then. I thought you were being real serious there for a minute. <laughs> no. Well, I know. Yeah, he said that, uh, and Trump didn't even go, didn't even fly into uh, Houston, you know. He flew yeah. to uh, Corpus Christi in Austin. So, uh, yeah. anyway, uh, <laughs> go ahead. Uh Concerning the U of I, it's just one of the tentacles of the cancer that's going on in this country. I don't think a lot of people understand or realize the clear and present danger we currently are facing to our Constitution, our liberty, and our Bill of Rights with this group called Antifa. They are anarchist, communist. They are being financed by George Soros. They are attacking innocent people. They are pounding the drumbeat that if you don't think like they do, if you don't speak like they do, if you don't believe what they do, then you are a Nazi and you are a fascist and you are all these horrible things, which is exactly what they are. And their techniques of employing their philosophy of attacking and beating innocent people should absolutely not be tolerated and should certainly not be tacitly endorsed by mayors and people that order their police forces to stand down and allow this to happen. And if this continues throughout this country, you're going to eventually see a a backlash of extreme proportion and frankly, myself, I can't wait to see it happen. These people should not be allowed to do what they're doing. They're a terrorist organization. They're a uh, United States-formed terrorist organization that needs to be dealt with and dealt with severely. Well, I can't uh, disagree with that. Uh, we're headed toward a uh, a civil war-like uh, situation uh, in the Something uh, needs to to be done. That, that's uh, that's for sure. I agree with you, well, Joe. Thank you. Appreciate uh, your call this morning. And let's see, a couple of uh, texts came in. Uh, Amazing what it took for the media to quit talking about Trump. They should be ashamed. Talking about him going to uh, down to uh, uh, Texas and. Uh, doing a, what appeared to me to be like a very good job. And I guess that's what the, the person means. Amazing for what it took for the media to quit talking about Trump. And uh, evacuees are filling the streets of Port Arthur, Texas, after the shelter is overrun by Harvey's floodwaters. Now they're having trouble with the people that have evacuated and are in shelters. And now the shelters, at least in Port Arthur, are being uh, overrun. And uh, people have to, uh, had to leave there. And let's see, uh, Tim says, My son is in the Air Force, stationed in Cheyenne, Wyoming. I went out to visit him and for the eclipse. It took us 90 minutes to get to the middle of nowhere. 
that's uh, where they would uh, where it would be uh, totality be uh, completely covered took us nine hours to get back to Cheyenne 15 miles an hour for nine hours was character building and part of the experience 15 miles per hour in the middle of God's country invigorating he says <laughs> oh my It's uh, 1045, 74 degrees here at the Radio Center. This morning earlier, I talked to uh, Dave Thompson from uh, Woods Basement Systems. This is a company that's celebrating their 31st year in business. Question for you, are all basement or crawl space wall cracks a problem? Talking about the foundation walls of your home. Woods knows all about the leaking basement wall cracks, but... Did you know that crawl space wall cracks will let water leak into your crawl space? Most of that water gets trapped on top of the vapor barrier, too, and it evaporates up and into your home, and that means mold. Mold loves that situation. And your air conditioning will be running so much longer and so much harder. So that's a double trouble. Get your free estimate from Woods and fix those basement and crawl space cracks once and for all. Over the years, Woods has acquired several awards for their basement finishing projects and for their crawl space encapsulation system, but they are the proudest of their Better Business Bureau Torch Awards. Torch Awards are given for marketplace ethics, and they have won the award five times. Remember, Woods estimates don't cost you anything. How much is it uh, costing you not to fix the problem? Call Woods Basement Systems for your free estimate today at 888-935-4333 or go online to woodsbasementsystems.com, 888-935-4333 or woodsbasementsystems.com. We'll take a break here at 9.47, coming right back to take your calls. Yeah, this is a, another uh, situation where the Illini volleyball team is going on the road and play uh, three uh, straight games, just as they did out in Montana. Won all of those. I would uh, think the uh, competition uh, uh, this uh, weekend will be a little uh, more difficult, but uh, let's wait and see how we do starting on uh, Friday. And we go to uh, Brian at uh, 1051. Hello, Brian. Hello, Jim. Jim, I have a suggestion for the band. Um, you know, the Rocky song. and The Rocky song? Yeah, right in the middle. And then uh, I think that would be an inspiring pickup. And then they could go right in to, you know. Oh, my goodness. Brian's going to sing for us now. <laughs> hey, Jim, I, I think one of our biggest problems today is uh, we failed in raising our children. You know, when they need safe spaces and they cry when a candidate loses an election and when some jobs are beneath them and they're bought up that there are no losers and everybody's a winner, uh, what do you expect? I mean... A lot of them are soft, and 
and everything today is always somebody else's fault. You know, you can always point the figure saying, well, you know, I'm this way because of this, you know. And it's rampant in our society. Okay. Well, I guess uh, you want people to say it's, uh, I'm uh, I'm at fault, I should be better, or those kind of things. Or, I mean, what, what do you expect people I'm, to do? I'm this, I'm this way because this of that. You know, I mean... When we grew up, I mean, we were held accountable for our actions, and, you know, we weren't coddled so much. You know, well, there wasn't so much uh, political uh, correctness uh, among the uh, the adults or among uh, visitors to our uh, to our campuses and uh, those kind of things either. And, and people weren't too crazy either. I mean, if you slipped and fell in the store, you know, you'd say, well, it was my fault, you know. Okay, Brian, appreciate your call. There's a uh, reporter on, uh, who's he, uh, who he with? Uh, ABC, I think, being slammed on social media for alerting the police to looters. This guy's name is uh, Tony Lamas. He's on ABC, and he's criticized because he sent out a... Uh, did he send a tweet or did he broadcast this? Let me just read. Lamas is an anchor for the network's World News Tonight and is on the ground in Houston covering the effects of Hurricane Harvey. While there, he spotted something he felt compelled to not only tweet to his followers, but to report to police as well. He says, uh, breaking, breaking the news on uh, a, a tweet here. We're witnessing looting right now at a large supermarket in the northeast part of Houston, and police have just discovered a body nearby. Many Twitter users took issue with the fact that he tweeted about the looters before the body. Others were upset at the idea of characterizing people getting food during a disaster as looters. So he uh, got to the point that he had so many uh, complaints prompted him to uh, send a follow-up tweet explaining the one that he had uh, deleted in it. He claimed that he was already with police when they discovered the body and that he merely mentioned the looters after the fact. You can't win. You try to get out there and do, uh, do the job. and I'm telling you, the people that... Uh, have really worked around the clock with the people of Weather Channel. Have you ever checked with uh, that uh, channel? I don't watch Weather Channel very often, but I've watched it uh, quite a bit during Houston. They've got people everywhere, and they're on every minute. And uh, they don't break uh, very often for uh, commercial announcements or anything else, but... Uh, they got people standing up to their waist in the water reporting, and uh, they got, I don't know how many different reporters they have working on this, but uh, it's a bunch. We'll take this uh, final break, coming right back. U.S. Uh, Senator uh, Dianne Feinstein, a Democrat in uh, California, stunned a San Francisco audience uh, yesterday when she said that if a President Trump can learn and change, he could be a good president. The San Francisco Chronicle reported that uh, Feinstein made the comments during a sold-out uh, uh, Herbst uh, Theater 
uh, interview. And uh, basically what she said was, the question is whether he can learn and change. If so, I believe he can be a good president. The report said the crowd reacted with stunned silence, broken only with a scattered no, 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 and a few hisses and some nervous laughter. The article said that uh, kind of talk is never heard in democratic circles. Talk to you tomorrow on Open Line at 9 on DWS in Champaign-Urbana.